1: Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing gratitude and boundaries. I was in therapy for years and still did not really understand what a boundary was and certainly didn't understand how to set a boundary. The first thing that helped me start to conceptualize boundaries was this visualization that each human being has their own side of the street. So I have my own side of the street, so to speak, this space around me. If you could see me right now, I'm making an expansive motion with my hand. A lot of us understand our personal space, and when that's been studied, we think that our personal space extends about three feet around us. And that makes sense, because if we walk up to each other, that's about the space that we like to have very naturally between the two of us. So you have your side of the street, and I have my side of the street. And I am responsible for my side of the street and you are responsible for yours. When we come together, my side of the street and your side of the street overlaps. And this is where it gets messy and confusing because we don't have education on boundaries through elementary school and middle school and high school. So we're very confused when we get together with two people And my stuff overlaps your stuff. And in that overlap, we don't know who's responsible for what, who's responsible for how much of what, and how to negotiate, who's doing what, who's not doing what and why. We tend to not have great examples of this because I believe this is some of our generational trauma, especially if we come from a dysfunctional family The dynamics that are in play generally means that the parenting was inadequate or toxic. And this results in an imbalance of responsibility. Because an inadequate or toxic parent is often immature. They're often stuck at an earlier age. Yes, even if they are in their 50s and 60s, they can be functioning at a level that's about 12 years old sometimes people have children when they are emotionally operating at about the age of an eight or nine-year-old. This is why some of us grew up in so much chaos, because we don't value or teach emotional growth work. Most of us are familiar with IQ, intelligence quotient. What I'm talking about, and a big part of what the show is, is emotional intelligence, EQ codependency is a lack of self-love so when we grow up in chaos with these immature and inadequate parenting styles that bring chaos and instability and confusion and we can't count on them we certainly don't learn about appropriate responsibility codependency being a lack of self-love creates an over-functioning to earn love and approval from other people. So when we come together, we have learned because we're smart, because we are creatures driven to get our needs met, even if we do that haphazardly and with consequence. Like we do in codependency, we are striving to get our needs met, which is part of why it's so sad and frustrating to not be able to really get your needs met while you're codependently trying to get your needs met because it's the best way you know how to be because it's what was modeled for you. I hope that one of the things you pick up from Emotional Badass and from my work, if you're a longtime listener, is that every single thing that we work on in self-development connects to every other thing. The messages about our worth and our value connect to our responsibility load, how much we take on, how critical we are with ourselves comes from our childhood programming and often tells us that to be valuable, we better overperform, overdo, overgive, overly be polite, overly hold space for people. So when we overlap with your side of the street and my side of the street, we tend to bring all of this childhood programming to the interaction. It's confusing enough when it's just two people that are overlapping. It gets exponentially confusing when there's three people, maybe a fourth, maybe a group. I used to get so angry when someone would teach boundaries, or flippantly say, well, you need a boundary there. I used to think, what is it? What does it sound like? What does it look like? Where? How? How do I know? What if the other person gives me some big middle finger energy? What do I do with that? How do I do this if I feel like a bad person when I don't show up in a codependent way? I had someone say to me very recently, Nikki, how do you even have a relationship if you're not codependent? And I said, wow, that's a very codependent thing to say. But, but that is the truth of it. That really gets at it. That most of us that are walking a healing path that are seeking betterment are seeking it because the way that we're being does not feel good or sustainable or life affirming. It feels energy draining and it builds resentment and a life full of resentment inevitably becomes at least somewhat depressed and in that energy our anxiety rises so we don't know what makes for an effective boundary and we're deeply confused as a society about why these dynamics of boundaries and boundary setting and needing boundaries are so freaking hard and confusing If we don't know how to properly love ourselves, and that's tricky because we can't clearly define love, but if we don't know how to love ourselves, it's easy to go full doormat when we overlap with other people because of those people-pleasing parts, and this results in a whole lot of deep self-loathing. Because our inner child sees us give away our emotional time, give away our space. Many of us need alone time to recharge, but we don't know how to guard it or how to advocate or ask or take the time that we need to recharge and show up as our best selves. We tend to give away our energy, leaving nothing for the self, which leaves the self feeling unloved, unseen, untaken care of and even worthless and all of these things embody the term that is codependency and then we can develop an upset with people for asking too much of us they step up to us in our world their side of the street overlaps our side of the street and they have the gall to ask us to host an event or to watch their kids for the next three days or if we can borrow their car or whatever the request is And because we don't know how to set a boundary, we might not even know that we have a right to. We feel the resistance. Ah, I don't have the time and space for that. But when we say yes in that moment, we invite a martyrdom that doesn't serve anyone. And it makes us bitter. It makes us unhappy. But it's not on others to define or know what is too much for us. It is on us to define and know what our own limits are and how to respect them. And we've got to do that work if we ever hope to be able to actually communicate them with respect for ourselves and respect for other people. I'm saying it this way intentionally. How dare we teach other people that we're always willing to say yes and then get mad at them when they expect us to always say yes. So much goes into effective boundaries. This is part of why I get so excited about teaching a course where I'm showing you myself in video because boundaries work is even part body language that I can't model for you over this microphone. It's tone, timing, has to do with your timing and the other person's timing. Intuition versus anxiety is a big part of what we can learn to decipher to help us in the road to healthy boundaries. Clear communication is essential for good boundaries work because if I can't get clear with myself, there's no way that I can get clear with another person and make a clear request or make a clear boundary. We need compassion for ourselves and for other people. We live in a human culture and a human time where giving boundaries and receiving boundaries has not been taught. So not only as a highly sensitive person are we tasked with learning all this boundaries work, but we're also tasked, especially those of us that identify as empathic and can feel what another person is feeling, we have to do work or rather we benefit from doing work because you certainly don't have to. But we benefit from doing work that helps us understand compassionately that it's also hard for other people to receive our boundaries. And as empaths, we can learn how to not absorb their discomfort or their anger or their defensiveness or their dismissiveness or their narcissism, whatever is at play, or just their tired crankiness. In boundaries work, we learn to maintain and define our own side of the street. Boundaries work takes mindfulness and an understanding of your own temperament and personality and that of others. Boundaries work takes strategy. When I was letting go of the word counselor and really wanting to open myself up to possibility by stepping further away from healthcare to call myself a coach, I almost didn't and I almost called myself a strategist. That is what I help my clients do is strategize with more ease and more peace and more effectiveness. And frankly, it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart for myself when I look back at my own story and for so many seekers out there that I know right now in this very moment are working so hard to figure this type of thing out, boundaries, but are spinning their wheels because they just don't have the information about how to be effective for themselves. To do boundaries with ourselves and other people, we have to learn how to manage our perfectionism because doing boundaries perfectly is not available. It is just not on the table. So our good enough principle work comes into our boundaries work. We work on managing our expectations. And we work on learning how to manage the expectations of others that we won't necessarily fit for them. We work on managing our arousal levels inside of our bodies so that we can become more embodied. So in the way that I present boundaries work, this isn't just head knowledge. This is about heart knowledge and getting into this body.
0: now live on all podcast platforms. We have a lot of
1: cultural influences, depending on where we were raised and depending on our families. We have the culture of our family system, but also the culture of where we were born. I'm from New Orleans. The simple way for me to put it is that the culture teaches that codependency is right. So no wonder it was so foreign for me to consider setting a boundary. In understanding that cultural context, I'm able to really see what I was taught and better know what it is I'm reprogramming and letting go of to be able to live a more peaceful, more integrated, more self-respecting, self-loving life. Now, we're getting down to the wire. This might be the very last announcement of this year's Boundary Course Open Enrollment. Enrollment closes on the 18th when we start the course. And I'm going to lead you through 14 lessons of family systems dynamics, which show up everywhere in our lives, not just in our families. These dynamics show up in workplace family systems, even nationally within the system of government that seems to want to parent us, we are seeing these similar dynamics. In the Boundaries course, if you're interested in joining and learning more on this topic, we'll learn about the nuance of wounding and healing and how to listen deeply and honestly to your inner self, to your inner child, to be able to attend to what he or she needs, to be able to empower yourself to set these boundaries. We'll cover what I call intuitive integration of soul care. We explore the difference between stretching and breaking. Many of us who are healing from dysfunction are living in this pendulum swinging all or nothingness of either I am an absolute doormat and will just yes people or I'm going to say no to everything. And healthy boundaries, healthy existence doesn't happen at the poles, at the extremes. It happens somewhere in the middle. So we will work on integrating into our intuitive self so that we can better gauge, we can better sense what is needed when and where for our own well-being. We learn to get clearer with ourselves before attempting to set a boundary. And we will mid-course watch a movie and come back together to talk about it. It's a very fun and enjoyable movie and that you can watch with your kids no matter the age. Because whether it's an episode that I'm putting out there, whether it's a live stream on the Patreon or whether it's in the Boundary course, in all of my teaching and everything I'm putting out there, I hope that you squeeze the maximum therapeutic value out of it. And that might sound like an extreme thing, but I want you to squeeze it out in a middle ground kind of way. Because there's opportunity to invite your own body, your own awareness, to be respectful of who you are and what you need. And if we came from a dysfunctional family in a real basic kind of way, y'all, we benefit from practicing calm, from actually teaching ourselves what it means. Not just in the head sense. I know that any of you listening out there can give me a written dictionary definition of calm. I don't really care if you know that kind of head knowledge. I want your body to be able to integrate that calm feeling into the moments of your life. So much so over and over and over again until that becomes the body's new normal. That is what helps center this nervous system that has been on overexertion for far too long. So it's not just what I'm teaching or what I'm speaking about when I'm on this microphone. Life is this giant opportunity that's providing us the practice to strengthen these emotional muscles of ease, calm, and peace as we raise our EQ, our emotional intelligence. We learn what to do with our expectations to get out of this trap that most of us fall into. We wind up being really disappointed and hurt that others don't process in the ways that would make them easier for us to relate to and to deal with, to be in space with, to share ourselves with. We learn that we cannot hide from triggers if we want to heal. And if you're a big proponent of trigger warnings, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but the more that you avoid those triggers, the harder those triggers are to overcome. The more that you meet the inevitable triggers of the world that happen just because we're alive and stumble into things, the more we invite the body to heal. I explain in in the boundaries course why it's not helpful to use such trigger avoidance tactics here. And this is a really important piece of recovery because learning how to appropriately, not recklessly lean into triggers, but appropriately and healthily lean into triggers is one of the ways that I very much believe can actually speed up your recovery. We move through an existential activity to expand our awareness of boundaries. Because boundaries are all over in our world, we just haven't been taught to really see them or to connect to this reality. Because if and when we do, we don't feel like an alien that is the only person in our world trying to do boundaries. Knowing this and seeing this helps us reduce our resistance to utilizing boundaries as self-care and development. Within the course, we survey my smaller course that you get for free when you sign up, the Actionable Soul Care Strategy course. And we learn boundary scripts, very simple, easy things. Simple, simple, simple is my way of teaching because you don't need a big, complex thing that adds stress and makes you feel like you have to get it right. The perfectionism loves that. Simple scripts that you can hold in your pocket that you can jot out and put in your wallet or put in your purse for the holiday season. This is part of why I teach the course every October, to help you get ready to face your family systems for the holidays. In the course, I teach new material for four weeks and we review and answer questions for the last two weeks that I am actively participating in the course. And you're gonna walk away from this course understanding not just how to set boundaries, But that part of the work is also in you receiving boundaries from others without becoming defensive or taking things personally. I don't believe peace is available in this world till we know this work inside and out. This is why I am so freaking passionate about boundaries. And if this is not your year to take it, respect your intuition. We don't heal all the things all at once. And that is so okay, it has to be okay. And that pressure, as if you must, just exhaust your energy for the work that's at hand. Trust that you can jump on next year if next year is the right time for you to do it. And I do plan right now to teach it again next year. And I'll let you know right here on this microphone or in my newsletter if I ever decide to take a year off. But this work is too big and it's too impactful for me to pull back from it. It will be the foundation of my coaching training that is coming hopefully in 2022. And that training will be for therapists to become coaches with me. Boundaries really have saved my life. They've given me the foundation to have more play, more joy, more ease, more self-respect, and more not necessarily more relationships but more quality and depth of connection in the relationships that I choose to invest my time, my energy, my heart, my space with. I thank all of you who have already signed up. And I thank all of you who are out there listening to the show, reading books, doing your own work to lean into your awakening Because this really is the work. When we work to heal ourselves, there is a butterfly effect in the world. And when we do so, that really is the secret to changing other people. The more that we walk up to other people wagging a finger going, you should change, you should change, you should change, shame on you for not changing, the more they are going to double down in the way that they're being. That's true person to person. That's true on the bigger scale of the world. This is part of why we see so much sniping about the world should be a better place and other people should make that better because those are people that are not working on themselves. When we do, we inspire the change in other people. And with very difficult personalities, energy vampires in our life, the only way to change them even a little bit is by us learning how to be different When I am different in the space of a narcissist, I'm responding differently to them. I'm not responding to the script that they expect. I'm responding to my own truth. And that makes that narcissist have to respond to me differently because I'm not playing by the old codependent script. This work might sound overwhelming. It's actually simple. It's just that we're not taught this through our elementary and high school years. I promise you it is not rocket science. If you still want to join, the early bird sign-up is over. You are welcome to come join the Patreon and grab that coupon. That helps you save $150 off the full price, which makes the course $300. If you need a payment plan, the coupon will not work for a payment plan. Those of you that are coaches and therapists that are listening to me and watching, feel free to jump on and watch my software, watch how I'm teaching, and for you to figure out how to teach things even better than I am. I want you to know that in mentorship and in growth work, people who are holding healthy space for you are absolutely grounded in the reality that we want our students to go forth into the world and go beyond us. That is a big part of healthy parenting. A healthy parent deeply wants better for their child than what they had. And a healthy mentor, a healthy guide, a healthy healer absolutely wants that for their students, for their mentees. In upcoming episodes, I'm going to announce our Patreon Pay It Forward. We haven't done that yet this year. We did a really big gift last year. I haven't checked the number before I recorded this, but I believe it was $1,100 that we gave to The Gathering Place. That wasn't me. That was y'all on the Patreon with me. The Gathering Place serves homeless here in Denver. Through the years, we have given to very different organizations. I always choose a different one to be able to highlight that organization and what they're doing. And we're going to pick some more Patreon Pay It Forwards to receive from us before the end of this year. We really cannot do the show without you. When you come to Patreon, you are voting for the show to stay commercial free. Those of you who are on Patreon, I think of you as the backbone of the show. Because without your support and our continued growth year after year and month after month there, we would have annoying commercials here. We wouldn't have been able to probably be as consistent as I've been on this microphone to release a show every single week in the spring. It'll be four years. I can't believe it. I want to thank these Patreon producers of our show Kate with a K A I T. I want to thank Lauren, Melanie, Audrey, Maria, John, Kara with a C, Wendy, Allie, Angela. Oh, we have an emotional green bean. Yes. When you come onto the Patreon, I'm not going to just say your name. You get a chance to tell us if you would like to be named however you would like to get your shout out. So thank you, emotional green bean, for letting us know. I want to thank Jen, Jesse, Angie, Mallory, Janice, Sarah. I'm really overwhelmed with gratitude, you guys. There's so many on this list. I want to thank Elaine, Allison, Caroline, Deborah. And Shay, the very next live stream pay it forward on our Patreon that happens once a month, the topic is hope. You will hear me talk about the difference between healthy hope and dysfunctional hope. And we're still moving through the alphabet. The very next month is going to be intuition. So all of your questions, when you come join Patreon at the $10 level, you can submit a question that I will answer. And you get to see me on video and I am animated and you get to see me kind of in my messy, unedited self. So there's a lot of layers to learn how to give yourself permission to be in this world. Permission to show up, to be who you are. You'll see me get emotional just like you see me do on this show because it's who I am. And I know in my own development, the more people that I saw modeling the okayness of that, the more it gave me permission to be myself. Because that is the real way that we learn as human beings on this planet. We were always meant to be able to turn and look at our parents and learn from them. Those of us who have survived very dysfunctional family systems, we go forth into the world and we are looking. And often we feel a lot of shame, like, oh, we shouldn't have to do that. We can let go of all of that. We need each other to heal. We didn't get hurt in a bubble by ourselves. A lot of our pain is because of how we have related and how other people have related to us. And the truth is that we heal within the human experience of relating to learn new things, to let go of what no longer served us or never did. And we learn by the modeling of brave, vulnerable others. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to live my calling and to teach. I cannot teach or share if you don't show up as seekers and listeners and students. The butterfly effect of this is strong. Many of you now or in the future will go on to help people in similar and different ways. I am so honored you choose to tune in and listen and share and be the change in the world light and love. And I will see you right here next time. And I'll meet a whole lot of you in the boundaries course on the 18th. I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets mindful. Bye-bye.
0: and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long.